Happy 2023, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Heather. And I'm Quinn. And we are just so happy that you're here. We took a nice long break, two weeks home with our family in South Florida. And now we're back in New York. And in this podcast episode, we just want to reflect over 2022 and what our plans are for 2023, as well as talk about a little bit about marriage, um, because it is our wedding anniversary tomorrow, January 9th. Wow. Our one year anniversary. Yeah, one year. So starting out the new year strong. uh, And we're just really excited to be back with you guys because we missed you. I feel like people are going to agree with this i feel like mentally i'm st- like i'm still in 2020 i feel like yeah. my wait you mean 2022 no i mean 2020 like i feel <laughs> like my mental development stopped in 2020 Why? just because it was COVID? such a yeah like traumatic year oh, like every year that passes i'm like oh it's like so weird to think about life in terms of like bc like before covid yeah. and like post covid because like everything changed it's gonna be in like history books, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Wow. So what was your highlight for 2022? If you could only pick one. See, but this is easy because we got married in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an easy one. Then we got married, of course. Okay, so I guess I'll say obviously getting married. Yeah. But then my second highlight, I think I'm an Enneagram 1, which is a reformer or a perfectionist like we're always trying to be our best selves we are the self-help podcast girlies um so self-growth is so big to me and this past year in 2022 i learned a lot about consciousness and awareness of my thoughts and not identifying with my thoughts uh which was like just such a learning experience for me because it challenged a lot of my beliefs and self-limiting beliefs and it helped me deal with a lot of frustration and resentment so I feel like I literally am a new person like my mind is a I'm like different my mind is different yeah like I don't just accept and believe every single thought that comes into my head I inquire about and question every single thought that comes into my head that causes me stress and frustration and disappointment right. And my life is just literally a thousand times better. Yeah. Um, th- along with that comes like principles like radical acceptance, where you literally just accept every single thing that is happening around you and in your life. And it helps you live in terms of so much more happiness and peace. So that was the beginning of that journey happened this past year for me. And I am just so grateful for it. Yeah. So besides getting married you know that's a really big highlight for me yeah i mean kind of along that same vein i feel like i did a lot for my mental health this year too you know and i'm very glad that i did because i feel like a lot more stressful but i feel like i've been a lot more zen about it and i've been a lot more confident about it um which is something i'm really happy about because i feel like it's just made the whole and and there's a there's an aspect to the process where it's kind of out of your hands so being stressed and anxious all the time isn't going to do anything so it's allowed me to live my life and enjoy things and yeah. have fun and enjoy the time off uh, all while applying at the same time. Yeah. So. And I and that comes from, you know, going to therapy and seeing your right. psychiatrist, right. right? Like that's been huge for you. And I've noticed a big change in your anxiety this year. Yeah. So. Which is great. I mean, the first thing with anxiety is diagnosis because it's like you 
we're you're so high functioning that it's yeah. like you don't think about being anxious right but then you know it starts to affect your life and i think i think people i think we're all, we're always looking for something to be so terrible that it's obvious that we need to seek treatment or we need to seek therapy or whatever like oh i just i'm so anxious i can't function but I think a lot of people don't realize that there are varying degrees of it. And I was able to function at a high level. I mean, I'm in medical school and I was able to do well, but it was still impacting my life to the point where, you know, seeking therapy and help was really impactful for me. So yeah. if you're out there and you feel like you're struggling with anxiety, but you keep thinking like, oh, it's or not depression. bad enough to, yeah, exactly. I, you know, I can only really speak of anxiety, but you feel like it's not bad enough to, oh, I, there are people way worse than I am or struggling way more than I am still, you know, reach out for help and can make, go a long way to help you, you know? Yeah. I mean, you kind of diagnosed me with OCD today. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have this weird thing. I guess I'm not going to call it a weird thing. I think it is like obsessive compulsive tendencies. Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't it. Say I think my therapist told me I have OCD tendencies, okay. not like right. diagnosable disease. But like if I'm sitting down to like journal or like watch church or whatever online, like everything around me has to be like perfectly yeah. cleaned. I have to have my hand lotion, my lip balm, my yeah, water bottle, we, my coffee, if we my lay down. Bible, my highlighters, like my tissue box. I, I have to have my hair clip. Like I will sit down and get up about 30 times until I have everything or around make me. make me get up. It is times. literally exhausting. And Quinn's like, oh, yeah, that's because your life was chaotic growing up. So you need to exert a sense of control over your environment. And I was like, oh, <laughs> OK, you're right. I feel <laughs> Thanks like for psychoanalyzing. If, if we're lying down and you touch my hand and it's tr too dry, you're like, go put lotion on right now. Like yeah, we can't continue. You. You can't go to bed. Go put lotion on right now. Oh, it bothers me. I I, I don't sleep. That's an ick. We've talked about yeah, this when we did ick. our icks. Is your skin gets so dry and you do absolutely nothing about it. All right. Well, we're getting off track yeah. onto my dry hands. Um, what is, what would you say is like your biggest struggle or setback of twenty twenty two? Um, I, well, I wouldn't even I wouldn't call it a setback, but I think my biggest struggle which has also become a biggest victory for me has been um, like financial, personal finance. I hit a point in 2022 where I was just like so desperate to find a budgeting solution because I'm making good money, but I would literally never see it because it would just come in and go out to bills. And there was just no plan for my finance. And that's not something that I grew up with or was kind of educated on. Uh, so I had a lot to learn in that department. And when I discovered you need a budget, which is a budgeting app, uh, that helps you plan your money basically. And it's so easy to use. And I've been using it over a few months now and I have started saving money, um, which I was never able to do before. I contribute a, a good amount of money to my high yield, our high yield savings account, which has yeah. our emergency fund in it. Um, you know, saving for our vacation. We're going to Mexico in March, which I would have never been able to do before. Uh, and it's just helped me gain so much clarity. It's helped me commit to giving money generously and tithing, 
which is not something that I was able to do before. Uh, So I'm just, I'm grateful for that, but it came out of a time of such desperation of like something has got to give, you know, when you're just at rock bottom and like, I hated being stressed all the time about money. So sometimes in life, like you're pushed to that point of your breaking point to realize like something needs to change. And that was that situation for me. So it was my biggest struggle. And also like just the conscious, the continuous anxiety about money, you know, because that's something that in a in a relationship where one person is a full time student and you're both adults and living together and have expenses, that's a difficulty in itself. So just my biggest struggle is basically dealing with that. Yeah. How about you? Oh, that's a great question. There's a lot of things you could make yeah, yeah. that way. But... Let's, uh, well, so I think one thing that I struggled with is I'm sort of in a weird time period of medical school where a lot of my kind of heavy hitting work is done and I'm planning for the next step, applying to residency. And when you do that, you get a lot of downtime. Um, I'm doing research from home, but it definitely gives me a lot of time during my day as compared to doing rotations where I'm there all day long and I'm studying all night. So I'm, I, I'm finding it hard to strike a balance between being productive and allowing myself to relax. Because as you know, and I'm sure listeners know by now, I'm very black and white. So it's like I'm a, I'm a zero or a hundred. If I'm relaxing, I'm a hundred percent relaxing. I'm not focused on work at all. And if I'm working, I'm like totally focused on work. And when I find myself on in an in-between, I find it hard to do one or the other, mm-hmm. you know? Like if I relax, then my work slacks. If I work, then I don't let myself relax. So yeah. finding that, stri- striking that balance definitely has been tough in this time period, you, you know, especially someone are... with such an active mind. When I don't get to use my brain, I'm like, what What do I do, you, you know? You are so black and white. Yeah, it's, it's that's a big challenge um, yeah. in our relationship is how black and white you are. So, uh, but you have been doing, you know, some productive things. Like you are making some money, like yeah. dog walking and stuff. So yeah, that's been good. It. Yeah. It's not that easy when you're in medical school because your schedule changes constantly. Right. And then it's like, you can't, nobody's going to hire you when you have like a lull period for two weeks. Like right. you can't have a consistent job. Like what would you say are good jobs? Like obviously easy things it, like dog walking. It, yeah, it have to be and stuff then, you can like, plan. Tutoring. Yeah. Dog walking, tutoring, anything online where you can do it like, oh, have this back to me in like 48 hours and you can kind of do it. I think there's a, there is a website for like freelance work. We'll have to link that for people that are interested in stuff like that. But basically you can like pick up projects and people will like pay you to do that. Oh. Yeah. So maybe we can look into that for you because you haven't really been getting much tutoring jobs lately. Yeah. So maybe more work. Yeah. Work is good. Um, you just said you're not being productive good. enough. I know, I know. See, but then, you, like, but then I'm torn. That's the thing know? is like you don't want to do anything, but then your brain's like, I need to focus I, exactly. on Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Um, and yeah, I mean, finances is always like a struggle. And yeah. I think we're in the last, you know, it's the last like six months <clears> where I won't have an income. So that's nice. Yeah. And I, and you helped me get a budget together. Yeah, Quinn, we started Quinn on You Need a Budget as well. Yeah. If you subscribe to it, I believe the cost is like $89 a year, which in my opinion has been completely worth it for me. Yeah. Um, You can add people on and they can use your subscription too. They don't have to share your same budget. They can make their own. Uh, and again, this is not an ad, not sponsored at all. It's just been a great tool for us. So Quinn, we got Quinn started up with that and 
because he's using student loans to live, it even works if you have student loans. Yeah. And it's just get. I think it's giving you peace of mind, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Do you feel well, like more so? I know that for the next few months, all of my essentials are covered. Yeah. And like, like the you don't extra have to worry stuff, about buying groceries next right. month. The extra stuff I can work on, like dog walking and little jobs here and there yeah. to have some money for spending. Um, but I know that everything major is covered, which mm -hmm. is nice. And I, I'm like using my credit cards again because so, like a lot of times if I'm not paying attention, I'll use my credit cards and then I won't pay them off. And then I'm like, oh shoot, I over, overspent. But now I know, okay, whatever I spent on my credit card, I know I have and I can pay it right. off. So it's, that's it's a good feeling. I know. Yeah. Uh, so what are you most excited for in 2023? Oh, wow. Quinn? I'm excited to start residency. Um, you know, obviously it's a big thing. It's going to be a lot of time. It's going to be very hard, especially for the first year. But doing these interviews and talking to all these programs, I love talking to people that are passionate about the field that they're in. And it makes me excited to be a part of that with them. It makes me excited to know that I'll have patients under my care finally, and I'll be in charge and I'll be able to kind of lead, have a, a bit more of a leading role. Yeah. I like that I'll be able to be in a position to teach people more, teach medical students. Um, I'll have an income. I mean, there's just, there's so many good things about it. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to yeah. finally be there. I feel like medical school has been such a long journey and now I'm finally at residency and I'm yeah very excited to just keep learning when we were home in south florida over winter break we went to the miami area to look around and it was just kind of like cool to be like wow this is you know yeah we're this like is happening yeah and we're finally in a place where we're moving in february we're gonna go visit uh areas in north carolina yeah. uh, which is another option for us which we're really excited about right we're gonna we're gonna keep it's all under wraps though yeah my choice of secret so nothing is like we're still looking at programs yet. i'm gonna make a rank list and once once the match comes out officially we can we can tell everybody yeah but um it's just it's just fun to explore and all of the programs i've interviewed at have been so kind and so helpful and um I'm just, I have fun with it. What advice like would you give to other medical students going through residency interviews right now? Um, wow, that's a great question. So the best prep for me has been, although I feel like if you're going through it right now, you're probably, probably already almost done with it. But for anyone who's going to go into this in the next year, do a practice interview. Um, my school offered us practice opportunities to interview and I got a lot of really good feedback. Yeah. I used one story that I thought was great and then they kind of saw it as like, oh, well, that kind of looks negative and mm -hmm. I think maybe you should use this other story because that's a little bit better and that helped me a great deal because I, after they said that, I thought, oh, you're absolutely right. Like, I love this other story better. Um, learn the answers to generic questions um and by generic i just mean questions that are asked like very frequently yeah when you are about to interview look up the program make sure you know what you're looking at if they give you the names of your interviewers look them up mm -hmm. you know learn a little bit about them so you can have a personal connection and talk to them it just makes the conversation so much better and mm -hmm. i've I feel like I've connected so much more when I'm able to say, oh, I, you know, you're from Florida. Oh, I'm from Florida too. It just, it makes it you so much more personal. You have yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just have fun with it. I mean, they're, they're kind of interviewing to see how you are as a person. So just don't be afraid to be relaxed and, you know, be happy and enjoy yourself because they're really going to like that. So, yeah. yeah. What about you? 
So I'm most excited to move in 2023, Lord willing, um, depending on the match. And that's just because I feel like in New York, my our life has been a little bit on hold. Like, And I think for me, a lot of that is self-limiting, but it's just truly the environment here I feel like is not an environment that I've been able to thrive in uh, despite doing my absolute best. Right. Uh, I have grown so much. It's been growing soil, that's for sure. Yeah. But in terms of like day-to-day happiness, like, and I just feel like I'm counting down the like clock, right? Yeah. You know, counting down the days till we can move forward because I feel like where we're living right now doesn't match to the maturity level. Yeah. <laughs> Not the maturity level, but like, we have, we have a small apartment right? and we have one sink and like a tiny little area underneath it for storage. Right. And like, I want double sinks and a large yeah. closet and like a lot of room, space cars. and like a large kitchen. And right. I don't want to be, have stuff crammed in every little area. And I just, I'm so ready for that. Um, I'm grateful for what we have, but I'm just excited to move forward and have like a fresh start. Yeah. And, um, you know, kind of really rethink how I want to structure my work moving forward in terms of like, do I want to work full time or part time and then do more social media and have more time for that? Because as you know, um, there are some people that are content creators that that's their full time job. And for me, I have a full time job and I do that on the side. So I'm not able to invest as much time as I want into it. And then I'm also letting trying to grow past some perfectionist tendencies so it's also hard because when I feel like I don't have the area and space or environment to create content that is truly attractive to people, it's kind of discouraging to me. So I know people want to see the realness of like our life and like that our apartment isn't 100% perfect. And yeah, but I just it's hard for me to put that out there because yeah. I know it doesn't match up to a lot of other creators. Yeah, I think that's the problem too is a lot of social media is very much, you know, look at how beautiful my house looks and look how perfect everything looks. And I hate that because it's like we want to be real, but then at the same time, it's also very aspirational and people want to see aspirational things. That's why they're watching is because they're, they are curious about what you have that they don't have. Right. That's an unfortunate truth. That's like why we watch people's TikToks is we're like, oh, wow, look at that. I want that. It's like almost the equivalent of like an artist showing rough sketches versus like the finished product. You know what I mean? Like it's great to show the rough sketches. It's great to show like this is the imperfections and the process and what it took to get here. But it also feels really good to be like, this is what our place looks like when it's nice and clean. And we put a lot of hard work into it and we decorated it the way we want. It's very weird because like the algorithm honors like authenticity, but at the same time, it's like the people that have these massive followings have usually have very you know curated this is curated content yeah for sure yeah <clears throat> what are your self-growth goals for 2023 and your action plan Ooh, that's a great question so heather prepped me with this question earlier and was like think about this a little bit so let me see what I want to think about. I think earlier was t- 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> I think a very self-growth thing for me is going to be finances because I think I have a weird relationship with money um, because my loans were so limited. And also it's that mentality of like, 
this isn't my money. I'm borrowing this. And the more I borrow, the more I owe. So you don't, you know, I never feel good spending it. Yeah. And I never let myself get any, like anytime I buy something for myself, I feel bad about it. Like no matter what it is, like $5 purchase, I think about it for the rest of the day. I'm like, ugh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. It's, you know, so it's like $5. Yeah. And um, I don't know, for me, I think I would like to have a healthier relationship with money. I think I would like to learn how to budget and save, but also learn how to spend for myself and, and go mm. out and get something I enjoy um, and not feel guilty about it. So I personally think that's a big thing for me. I think maintaining my mental health is something I really would like to do. Um, I don't want to get caught up in residency and the work hours and mm -hmm. let it let it slip away and overwhelm myself again. I want to stay on top of that. Um, so that's something I'm really focusing on is just all of the techniques that you and I have learned, you know, radical acceptance and kind of challenging the negative thoughts or the anxious thoughts that I have um, and learning to rely on one another when we kind of get in our own heads and we yeah. need each other to see things clearly again. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's something I really want to focus on. Yeah. And for you, so you're a very self-growth oh, girly. I so am. This Give us year, the whole rundown. I want to like oh, I have so many goals. It's I know. like overwhelming. Um, I'm really on a good track of like creating a sustainable weight loss situation. Since October, we started doing the Carbon Diet Coach, which is Lane Norton's app. Um, you basically track your food on there and you weigh in every day and an algorithm changes your macros and your calories based on that. Um, I used to be very anti like calories in out type of thing. And I still think there's a lot of nuance to it, but um, there's a lot of truth in that. So <laughs> I've lost five pounds and been losing body fat and gaining muscle with my workout program that I've been doing. Um, since October, which is like a long time, but it is kind of, it is very hard for me to lose weight. So that's progress to me. It's hard for most people to lose, yeah. to lose weight. I think it it's depends also on like how much weight, body fat that you have to lose. Yeah. Um, so I think for women, obviously that's very context, contextual. Um, so that's something I want to continue working on. I was very proud of us during winter break when we were home with our family. I feel like I still maintain like a healthy, balanced diet when we were home. Um, I want to work on being generous and not manipulating my money so much and being worried about every single dollar, but being generous. And one of those things is tithing first with my money. Um, that's huge to us. Um, what else? I feel like there's a lot of things. I don't know. I think that's it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Two I'm things sure you fine. have. Yeah. I'm sure you so, have more than think of I have. Better. I think of it later, but basically those things right now. Yeah. The weight loss in my skin and clearing up my skin because my acne has been really bad. But I stopped drinking Celsius and I swear it's gotten better because yeah. I saw something about B12 and B6 yeah. vitamins affecting acne and they're really high amounts in Celsius and other energy drinks in pre-workout. So if you're having a problem with acne, just try that. Try cutting that out and see if it makes a difference. Yeah. I'm trying a bunch of other stuff too. I'm doing the Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads, his vitamin C, and then tretinoin. And 
restoring my barrier, my skin barrier. So I'm doing all of the things right. and I'm working on my gut health and I'm working on my hormone health and my stress levels. So all of the things. All the things. I'm doing a skin overhaul, baby. No, baby skin. Baby skin. Baby smooth skin. Beautiful. All right. So Ooh. tomorrow is, is our, our one year anniversary. Yeah. Now, I feel like a lot of people are curious about getting married in medical school. What is that like? Was it difficult? You know, how did that process work? So I think we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, honestly, I think it wouldn't have been possible without our parents' support. Yeah. Emotionally, financially. Helping us they literally paid for like the whole whole thing. The whole thing, yeah. 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 So I'm not going to be like, and a lot of people are like, oh, I'm like, well, my parents aren't going to pay for anything. And I get yeah. that. Yeah. I empathize with that. We are so fortunate and privileged to be in the situation that we were. We were able to have a good size wedding. Right. Um, it was geared towards what we wanted too. And this yeah. was before I was budgeting too. So I literally couldn't save any money for the life of me living here with our expenses being so high. Right. It was like impossible. So we're just, we're very lucky and, and very, we're very grateful and we recognize the privilege of having our parents be able to financially support our wedding. Right. Um, the finance so. was definitely a difficult part in from my perspective because I think it's hard for me to know that I can't contribute anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I, <clears throat> I think I inherently just, not from a, you know, weird, like misogynistic point of view. It's like, just as a partner, I want to be able to contribute and I want to be able to add things to I don't think that's misogynistic. The, yeah. I, I just, well. I think we have a very non-traditional like yeah, relationship it's, right it's now. It's not. Yeah. I just think a lot of people think of it as like, oh, the guy has to provide and things like that. For me, it's more so I, I want to be able to contribute something to our relationship as a partner. So it's hard for me to have a big wedding coming up coming up and knowing I can't contribute anything. Yeah. You know, I can't put any I money mean, towards it like or work a towards huge, anything. A huge tension topic for us before we got married was yeah. like, oh well we're getting married. You're supposed to take care of me. Right. And you don't and have can't. any money. Right. And I'm the one working. And I'm not paying for both of our expenses, but we're splitting things with my money and your student loans. Right. And um yeah, so I, I remember that was a really big tension point for me. And I think the context matters, right? So it's like, it's not like you're sitting on your butt doing yeah, right. doing F all. Like you're working, you're being, you're a full-time medical student. Right. And you're going to be very, you know, successful with, you know, your profession I in think, time. I think we both had to reframe our mindset a lot. Because again, from my mindset, I want to contribute and I can't. And from your mindset, you felt like all of the burden and responsibility of finances fell on you. And you wanted from me to be able to take some of that burden away. And I wanted for you to be able to do that. And you weren't getting it and I couldn't provide it. Yeah. And I think that was something we both really had to work through. Yeah. Um, and how did we work through that? I think, like I said, it was... The fact that I acknowledged that your job was being a full-time student. Right. And it's not that you were purposely trying to not provide and be lazy and all these things. It was that 
that's going to be down the road. But right now, we have to work together to get you through school. Right. So <clears throat> that's how I coped with that. Yeah. And just going back to the awareness, the consciousness, the acceptance is like, you can't work right now. And right. I need to either accept that or I can live every day resentful and frustrated right. because in my mind, you should be working. Right. Which was a judgment and a perception that I had and a narrative that I had that didn't align with your reality. Right. And which caused frustration. So when we accept reality, I accepted that you were a student and that was your job. Then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was about acceptance. And for me, it was A, accepting that and B, learning my provision for you is can be more than just financial. And you know, doing things around the house or taking some of the planning off of you for planning trips or something. Um, just a lot of like acts of service that I was able to do kind yeah. of in place. And you've of... taken all of the household duties, I would say. Right. Well, Pretty especially right now because I'm working from home. So I can do all of those things. Um, so that definitely makes me feel a lot better because I know I'm able to provide something for you <clears throat> and take some of the pressure off of you. Yeah, um, I think it would be different if you weren't working and then you also did nothing at the around the house. Right. But you literally, like we got back from our trip to Florida the other day and Quinn went grocery shopping. He picked up Jack's. He put the groceries away. He cleaned the house. He made dinner. He did the dishes. Like he does all of these things. So at the end of the day, we are a team and... We basically just really had to change our idea of provision and like what that looked like. And basically provision is not always financial. And I think this is the paradigm that we have misunderstood for so many years with, you know, women predominantly staying home and raising the kids and taking care of the house is like it's unpaid labor, but it's still labor. Right. And it's still provision. Right. Um, we've just never really deemed it that way in American society and culture. Yeah. So I'm just excited, you know, moving forward. I think the biggest change for us since getting married has been, I feel like I have my person and we can just figure out life together. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about all the details of like, oh, is this the right person? Like, did I make the right choice? Yeah. Like, do I want to spend the rest of my life with this person? Like, all of those dating questions that you have, now that's, like, figured out and we just, like, enjoy each other's yeah. company and, like, we're partnership. Very, we're definitely, like, settled in. It feels good to settle in and feel like now we're in a partnership that we can 100% work towards the future. You yeah. Know? Do you think marriage is hard? I was thinking about this the other day. I, I mean, I I think any relationship is is quote-unquote hard um do I think marriage is any different you know when you've been in a committed relationship for a long time I, no just because our mindsets haven't changed we're committed to one another and when we have issues we work together to figure them out and we're always trying to get better and we're always trying to be stronger together um and I don't really think that's changed in marriage because yeah. that's always been a, a per perspective for us here's the thing I feel like with marriage and we are only speaking for our mere one year. <laughs> like we haven't yeah, been married right, for 20 years. Like right. there's not much that we can speak to on this topic. Um, we haven't weathered the many storms that we are going to in life. 
But with that in mind, um, I think who you marry is 90% of the battle. Yeah. And we've been together for seven years. We were together seven years. We met in high school, went to college, dated through college together, and weathered some really tough storms here in New York City during COVID. Yeah. And I just think, like, our day-to-day is so enjoyable with each other. And it's because I chose you and you chose me and our we mesh so well and we complement each other so well together. And not right. that's not to say that we don't have our arguments and our fights and like we have our icks about each other. Right. But you are the person at the end of the day that makes me feel safe. Yeah. And I, you know, if I were giving dating advice to someone, like that's just what I would tell them is like, do they make you feel safe? Yeah. And like, do you want to be with them every moment of every day? Right. Because that's how I feel. Well, I mean, not all relationships are like that. doesn't mean your relationship is bad if you don't want to be with your person right. every moment of every day. But it's like, I never get sick of you like a friend. Right. Like when you hang out with a friend for too long and you're like, okay, I need my alone time. Like I never feel like that right. when I'm with you. I, I, think it's, um, I think it's an understanding that a relationship is not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be the most exciting thing in the world. And to be honest, it shouldn't. Like your relationship shouldn't be super extremes, right? Like you can definitely have great moments and great times, but a lot of your life is going to be routine and it's going to be quote unquote mundane. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's really nice to kind of settle into Mm -hmm. a routine. And I mean, just think about like today, you know, what did we do? We cleaned a little bit and we spent some time with Jax and took him on a walk. And then we had some food together. We spent some time doing our respective things that we like to do. You're watching your crazy polygamy show that's fascinating to you and i'm you know i'm playing video games or whatever and um that's that's enjoyable just because we're not you know rock climbing or you know skydiving or something crazy all the time i think a routine being in a comfortable routine with someone and feeling like you can just do anything is a really nice feeling i think our partnership is just so equal like we are both and you're always willing I mean, it just always surprises me how much you're willing to serve me and work together. You know? Yeah. Like, you want to sleep in, but you get up with me because you know that I'll get resentful if you don't wake up with me. Yeah. So, like, these are things that we've learned. Right. You know? It's better for me to get up and help you. You don't mind doing the dishes and going to the grocery store and, like, doing all these things and taking Jacks out a million times and, like, I don't think that, I think that's very rare. I don't think a lot of men are like that. Not to generalize, but truthfully. Yeah. It's just like understanding that when you're with someone and you get older, you have responsibilities and that's, that's life. It's maturity. Yeah. It's not something to be upset about. It's, you mean, that's what you do. You take care of yourself. You take care of your partner. If you know, you bring a dog into your life, you take care of them. And that's that's how it goes. And it sh- it's a good Even thing. when they have problems. Oh, my God. Even when they have lots of problems. Um, so many problems. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think it obviously, it's a lot of work, though. Like sometimes when I think when people say marriage is hard, it's a more of like the marital emotional investment of like, okay, we have to figure this shit out because we have to work through this to move forward. Yeah. And then there's no giving up. There's no walking away. There's no avoidance. Like this is the person that you've chosen to do the hard stuff with. 
if you have an argument, you need to like resolve it and reconcile right. it and move forward. Right. Like you don't just get to give up. And so I think that's the hard part for people. And then there are a lot of dysfunctional relationships out there. Right, so, right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people get into long-term relationships and think, you know, why why bother going into marriage? We're already doing our thing. And Well, that was kind of your perspective. Well, no. My perspective was wanting to, you know, be able to provide a bit more, yeah. to be in a more stable financial situation. But again, we, we talked about how we worked through that. But I think marriage, like you said, really solidifies that idea of like, we're in this together. And whatever we deal with, we're going to get it through, you know, we're going to get through it together. And that's our priority. And it puts all their options out of your head. And I don't know, it's just really, really nice. I, I enjoy how comfortable I feel with you and how confident I am knowing that, you know, when I get home at the end of the day, you're there. And when you get home at the end of the day, I'm there and we're yeah. going to do it together. And when we want to do something fun or go out to dinner, we're doing it together. And, you know, it's just a really, when I see something funny, I send it to you, you know? Yeah. So I feel like people have a burning question. Like, are we trying to have kids or, or what's our plan with kids? Yeah. Do you want to speak to that? I think we're not ready to have kids yet <laughs> is where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just not, we're not in that place yet. No. We, we have a dog so and like, he's our son. And <laughs> when you think about marriage in terms of partnership, like there is a lot of give and take and especially in medicine, there's a lot of sacrifice. We've put so much into our careers at this point that bringing another responsibility that would yeah. alter our lives completely is just out of the question, right. especially with how much our dog is because we have to do so much training with him because he has a yeah. lot of behavioral issues um, that it's just not something that we want to do yeah. or we're ready for financially, emotionally. Right. And we haven't been able to do enough for ourselves. Yeah. We haven't really We'd had a selfish too much. time period. Yeah. And we want to travel and we want to enjoy our money a little bit before bringing kids into the picture. So yeah. we're thinking, you know, obviously if we're blessed to have kids, you can't plan all of these things. But right. um, towards the end of your residency. Yeah, I, I think, you know, residency is a lot of work and I really want to put time and effort into, to, you know, learning in residency. And not to say that if we had kids, I wouldn't work hard in residency. But I don't want to have to split responsibilities, you know. I, if I'm in residency, I, I want to learn. I want to focus on it. And yeah. once I'm done, I want to use that extra time that I'll have. And there's no way that you could be working 12 hours a day. Like at least your first intern year, like right. 12 hours a day, six days a week. And me be home by myself with a baby. And right. for me to not be resentful. Like 100%. I already know myself. I know the limitations of myself. Yeah. And that would just be like single parenting and right. I would not be ready for that. And this goes into the other thing of like, do I want to go back to NP school? And the answer is yes. I'm so excited to pursue the next, you know, degree, which is I would want to be a maybe a dual and women's health. Uh, I mean, a dual family practice and women's health NP and specialize in like an integrative approach to women's hormones and hormone health. Um, and I want to do that, but I want to do that in a strategic way that is not going right. to place too much stress on our relationship. So next year I'm going to strategize and see what Quinn's 
you know, to, you know, what Quinn's schedule is like and yeah. when the appropriate time for me. So it's like in a marriage, like you have to make sacrifices. And one of those yeah. sacrifices for me is maybe putting off school a little bit so that we can make sure that there's not too much stress on our relationship. Right. Right. And I think these past years in New York City has matured me to understand that, which is not something that I understood when I tried, when I, you know, applied to medical school while right. I was working night shift during right. COVID and all this crazy stuff. I just felt like, oh, I can take on the world and handle everything. I, I just think coming from high school and college, being young, you think you can handle anything and you pour so much stuff onto your plate until you hit a point where you you overwhelm yourself and then you realize oh wait i need boundaries well we were extremely privileged in high school to like not have to work but to yeah. be able to focus on our all our time on school school yeah. and like when you get out of school you realize oh wait there's other things in life that now i'm responsible for right, right. as an adult and that require a lot of energy from me yeah so we just need some selfish time yeah we need to focus on ourselves for a bit yeah, yeah, definitely before kids. Yeah. It's not even like something that we're thinking about right now. No. So if you're curious about like family planning, I use um, the Aura Ring, which is a ring that gives you health health insights. And it also connects to an app called Natural Cycles. I talk about this all the time. It tracks your um, cycle and your fertility. And you can use that in terms of family planning and the ring you wear overnight and it collects your basal body temperature and it uploads it automatically to the natural cycles app and then it calculates all of that stuff so you right. can plan accordingly whether you are trying to have a child or not trying to have a child it works either way yeah and again no method of birth control is 100 percent effective they have a lot of information on their website so feel free to check it out look at the research that's backing it you know look at how to use it properly um yeah, and this is not an ad, by the way. Yeah, not an ad. I just use both of those things, and I thought that that might be helpful for someone. And to anyone out there in residency or medical school with kids, uh, my hat's off to you. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're a superhero. Because there are people that, there are so many people that do, do oh, it, yeah. obviously. You're, it's like, you're, you're a superhero. so many people. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. You really have to be strong, very strong to do that. All right. So, cheers to cheers one to year. Cheers to 2023 and one year of marriage. Wow. All Crazy. right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Subscribe for more. We are going to be consistent as heck this yes. new year. Very consistent. Every week, maybe. Hopefully maybe. every week. Yes. We can post. Um, shoot me a DM on Instagram at naturally underscore Heather. Follow me on TikTok, that nurse Heather. Or email us at newlymedsthepod at gmail.com for questions or comments or whatever you want to say to us. All right. All right, guys. Have a great, great week. And a great 2023. And an awesome 2023. It's going to be a great year. Yeah. I can feel it. I can feel it. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.